What's up, you beautiful souls? It's your host, Chandler Adams, back with another episode of the Across the Board Podcast. I'm joined today by co-host John Spider Kaufman and special guest, fullback Johnny Stanton of the Cleveland Browns. We're going to talk about Coach Stefanski, what Johnny knows about him. We're going to talk about Baker, the offense, can they get back on track? Then we're going to end with some fun questions you want to know about NFL players. Shout out to the questions from everybody. We had so many people reach out. People through Facebook, through Twitter. Thank you so much. Hope you're listening. So we'll give you, ask you your question at the end. Uh, Jason Adams, Julia Thatcher, Chris Boyd, Ryan Kreischer. So many, so many people. And go download this episode. Subscribe. Hope you guys enjoy. This podcast is also brought to you by Anchor.fm. Anchor.fm is so easy to use. It's simple, it's fast, it's effective. It's the easiest way to distribute your podcast to every major platform and in the quickest way. I've gone through other websites to host podcasts, and it's a pain in the butt. Anchor does it for you. Join Anchor.fm and do your podcast the right way. And if you're looking to start a podcast, contact one of us at ATV Sports, as we're looking for podcasters for nearly every professional sports team right now. If you think you'd be a good fit, you can also apply at our website, www.atbsports.net. As promised, Browns fans, we are here making fullbacks great again for you. We are so graciously joined by Johnny Stanton, newly signed Browns fullback. Um, We're so happy to have him here. I'm going to go ahead and read off some of his background because I do not want him, I do not want to give him a chance to be humble during this because it is very impressive. So, from start to finish, former quarterback in high school, 11th ranked dual threat quarterback coming out of high school. In the country. He went to Nebraska, transferred to junior college, became an All-American there, transferred to UNLV, played quarterback, linebacker, special teams, tried out for pro day at all those positions, and tight end. He, His pro day numbers were absolutely insane. He had a 4.75 40-yard dash, 31 bench reps, which is astronomical for a man of his size. A 37-inch vertical jump at 250 pounds and a 7.18 three-cone drill, which is faster than DK Metcalf. Yeah, so insane numbers, insane background. That all led to you signing with the Vikings, Johnny. I'm sure that day had to be amazing. It was, you know, it's maybe not exactly how you imagined it. But you got to the league, you signed that contract. It had to be an amazing feeling. You know, it it was um, it was a good day. I actually got invited to Minnesota for um, rookie minicamp, and that was only as a tryout player. Um, they each team brings in a certain amount of guys, and Minnesota had brought in about thirty guys to try out for the team that year, along with their everybody that they had signed. Um, and I came in as a tight end, um, but luckily I was able. I mean, I was able to. 
um, impress the coaches enough to where they wanted to sign me as a fullback. Um, <clears throat> and I've gone full speed ahead with fullback ever since. That's just amazing. Going from tight end to fullback in the NFL is not an easy thing, obviously. And props to you. I mean, that's that's an amazing feat. Having the Vikings bring in a second fullback, they had that much faith in you. They liked your abilities that much. That's really impressive. And obviously, Coach Stefanski was vital in bringing you into the organization. So we were wondering what you think of him as a coach, as a leader, who he is as a man. You know, we don't always get to see the true colors, you know, behind a camera on a press conference. So what do you see in Stefanski and what should Browns fans, you know, be looking for? Uh, Coach Stefanski was was awesome in my time in Minnesota. Um, He was there both years. I came in uh, 2018. um, And, you know, I was in the running back room. And at that time, he was a a quarterback's coach. So, you know, we were in the same meetings together when the offensive got together. But he wasn't leading those meetings. And um, we only got certain interaction together. I always really enjoyed being around him. A little amount of time I was able to, and then when I, I ended up getting hurt in in minutes, um, in preseason and was sent home to recover, um, when I got re-signed in 2019 uh, and put on practice squad, uh, that's when Coach Stefanski was the offensive coordinator, and I got to spend you know a little bit more time with him. You know he, he's leading the meetings and um, you know showing his um, leadership and charisma up there. And um, what I really liked was that he's a super approachable guy. Um, definitely commands the room. And is very knowledgeable. That's that's the th- thing I keep on going back to with him is that it's it's very evident how much he knows about the game and how creative he is, really. Um, but still, I only got to spend two weeks with him in Minnesota when uh, last year because uh, I got cut in, in December. Um, you know, I'm excited to be able to work with him again. Um, I'm excited to be able to build that relationship. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just I, I really appreciate the fact that he brought me back in. So when was it when John D. Filippo was fired in eighteen and Stefanski came in to call plays permanently? Is that around the time that you got cut, or what had happened there in Minnesota? No, so I got cut after the season was over. Um, I was on injured reserve and oh, okay. was sent home for the whole uh, for the whole season, um, and I ended up getting cut in January and spent most of last year trying to join a team. Um, and then, you know, with the new season starting, Coach Fancy gets named offensive coordinator during the 20, 2018 season, I think. Um, they ended up bringing me in for a workout and then re-signing me to the practice squad. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Now I follow. Now I'm following you. So um, on, I'm sure you, as well as everyone else, knows that the Browns had a year that, you know, they weren't really expecting. Things went wrong. But it's not – the NFL is not a – it's – it's not a quick turnover. This isn't an easy bake oven. It's this is a slow cook recipe type of league. What can what would you expect with Coach Stefanski leading this offensive weapons? I mean, obviously Vikings are loaded. The Browns have talent everywhere. What do you expect out of the you and the Browns offense this season? You know, there's there's so many weapons. Um on this team that it's hard to see an offense um, that wouldn't be successful with it. You know, there are offenses aren't, you know, just immediately successful in one year. Um, Browns fans have a lot to look forward to with the amount of weapons that we have. And coach Stefanski is such a great coach that he's not just going to put, you know, his system in and just expect everybody to, um, 
you know, build around that. He is, he's a great coach. And I think the best coaches know how to utilize their talent the best. So it's less so much the, you know, how will the Browns fit in with coach Stefanski? It's coach Stefanski building around what the Browns already have and the weapons that, that we have are, you know, really impressive. And I think everybody in the NFL knows that. So obviously we know, like I said earlier, Stefanski loves to use the fullback. You know, CJ Ham played 223 snaps there, second only to um, Kyle Juszczyk with 224. Um, you know, the the Browns are most likely going to play a lot of snaps with fullback. What? Where do you kind of see yourself with this team, Johnny? I mean, obviously you're a do-it-all kind of guy, but do you think you fit best behind the quarterback, maybe out on the line or just wherever they throw you or – how do you feel about that? Yeah, you know, I'm willing to whatever to do whatever Coach Stefanski wants me to do. Um, I feel very comfortable comfortable behind the line. Um, I know that you know, you know, Juice over in San Francisco, uh, CJF Minnesota, uh, a lot of guys around the league. I think the best the best utilized guys are the guys who can be put anywhere. And um, you know, that fullback needs to know that position, uh, needs to know that route, needs to know that blocking technique. Um, that's the kind of guy that I want to be is, um, you stick me anywhere on the field and I'll be able to get to get that play done. So because of your background playing quarterback, I mean, I think the natural comparison, well, the name that'll come up is Taysom Hill. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, I definitely have heard that before. Okay. So do you, yeah, I mean, speak to that a little bit. Like, what do you think that that's something that, you know, not exactly that, but you know, could you see, you know, kind of a role like that where, yeah, I'll throw a few passes a game and I'll catch some and I'll run some and, you know, a little of everything. Yeah, I mean, I think that Taysom Hill is in the quarterback room every day. You know, that's his main position. You know, he's he gets a lot of his stuff on special teams, uh, and they do put him on the field with uh, with Drew Brees out, out there, and and even with him as a quarterback alone. Um, but he is still, I think, at the end of the day, a quarterback. And I want to be a guy who, I, I you know, like I said, I am full speed ahead with the, with the fullback position. Um, you know, I feel like quarterback is in my rearview mirror now. Um, and that, but that's not to say that I don't still have that skill set and would love to be able to, um, you know, take the chance to, to show that, um, given the opportunity, um, am I going in expecting any of that? No. I mean, I think coach Stefanski knows what he's doing and he's a very creative coach and he, you know, he, he knows how to, how to utilize guys really well. And I just hope to, you know, it's my job to be able to prove that to him. Well, Chandler mentioned earlier, um, and I thought this was an important point, you know, the, um, like I said, very few teams even have a fullback. And of course, you know, he had CJ Ham rostered and, and then also had you. And I think, I mean, first and foremost, that speaks to, you know, Stefanski's realization that depth, you know, at basically every position is valuable. Um, so what, I guess if you had to kind of describe um, his offense a little, like give Browns fans a, you know, what can we expect to see, you know, on offense uh, next year? Well, um, as you saw with the Vikings this year, they were a very physical team, run, run heavy. Um, They had great backfield and the guys up front who are willing to block that. I mean, the guys outside willing to block that as well. Um, You know, I think that uh, the offense is, extremely variable and doesn't just give you one look there's a coach uh, you know it seemed like coach prided himself on giving the uh, giving the defense a lot of different looks to be able to have to you know prepare for and watch film on and everything like that that you know makes a defensive coordinator's job hard um that's what you know i think 
having a versatile fullback and versatile players in general can really uh, offer a team um, is not only, you know, the stuff on the football field, but making the team prepare for is just as hard. You know, you only get so many hours of the day and having to prepare for one more formation, you know, gives, you know, an extra hour or so to, to prepare for. So um, coach Stefanski is, you know, he know he knows a whole lot more than I do. And he is, <laughs> uh, he's going to be able to take advantage of that. I mean, I, it's, that sounds incredible, first of all. And I know, I think a lot of Browns fans are going to be very excited about that. Um, I mean, I think you bring up a good point. It like, having to play let's say like the rams for instance right and then the next week you have to play the cleveland browns with kevin stefanski as the head coach and you know you're, you're going to see a lot of 22 personnel and you know there's they're utilizing a fullback all the time like having to prep for those two different styles of team back to back i mean if you don't play the vikings and you don't play san francisco you know you might not have another team on your schedule that's going to have you know this many um non 11 personnel you know sets basically so i mean even that you know like you said just sounds like such an advantage to just basically run something that the other you know the other 31 teams aren't really going to see all that often yeah and you know it, you can make that a comparison to you know one of the military academies army navy running the wing t option um triple option kind of style um it's a little bit like that it's you know not nearly nearly that um limiting um because you can put you know you can put the guy, put a fullback in, you know, at wide out at, you know, at, as running back, as a, a second tight end, third tight end. Um, there's a lot of different options that, that you can put a fullback at. And, you know, it's it's really the, the name of the game now for, to play fullback is utility. If you can be a utility guy, then you can help out a team. Um, the the word utility itself, I, I just, you know, I, I think that... W- maybe um, as Chandler mentioned before, there's kind of two types of Browns fans and the, the pessimistic ones are the ones that sat through uh, Hugh Jackson as coach and then <laughs> sat through uh, Freddie Kitchens. And I think the one thing that stuck really stuck in our minds and stood out to us when we watched, you know, every Sunday um, was that these were not guys that looked at their team and said, you know, my players are good at this, bad at this. You know, I want to make sure to utilize our strengths and kind of avoid our weaknesses. They seemed like they were guys who, uh, you know, just didn't really have a, you know, no real self-assessment. Um, and we're going to try to force, you know, an offense into whatever players they had, regardless of whether or not they were any good at, you know, that type of um scheme that type of blocking those type of routes you know just basically everything um and so would you say basically that Stefanski is pretty much the opposite of that you know I I can't uh I can't speak to the Browns in previous years I didn't get to you know I didn't get to follow them as closely as I would have liked and um but you know I I think that what works will work um you know I I know that from what I've heard uh Browns fans are you know hot hot or cold on analytic stuff Personally, I don't, I, I don't ca- care either way. Um, you know, whatever, you know, how, however you strategize, how you pick plays uh, it, you know, as long as we're winning, as long as we're successful, as long as we're a physical football team, that's all, that's all I want. Hmm. Um, I love that. I love yeah, that. That's a, that's a good answer. And actually that was kind of the next sort of subject. We've heard a lot about analytics, obviously with, um, you know, Stefanski's hire and um, do like, just personally to you, like, what does that word mean when you hear the word analytics with regards to football? Like what, 
you know, what does that mean to you as an actual NFL player? Uh, it, it's it's using data to be able to um, to be able to predict what the defense will do and what, how they'll react to our plays and and what is working for us. Um, you know, I think that uh, you know, given the right scenario and being smart with it, uh, it can work great to be able to help a team. Um, having never been part of the part of the group that actually you know makes those decisions or collects that data or anything. Um, I can't speak very closely to it, but, um, you know, I think, you know, we're giving, using whatever resources are available is I think the best way to go. And would you say that it, like, I guess a lot of people, maybe Browns fans specifically, but a lot of people seem to think that it's sort of new, you know, that this is a, a new concept, but I, I just feel like you read articles about Bill Belichick and other guys like that, and they've been doing you know, they've been using that kind of data for a long time now. Um, like it, it doesn't, it isn't new, correct? Like there are a lot of teams that have been looking into like, okay, how do we, we have this information, how do we put it to good use so we can, you know, find an edge over our opponent? Yeah, I, I think there is a little bit of a habit in, I think sports fans in, in, in general, or maybe the, the, the public in, in general, uh, in kind of catching on to something a, f- uh, a little while after it actually takes hold um a prime example is like the run pass option or the rpo it kind of took the college college game by storm and then everybody kind of figured out oh they're this is what they're figuring this is what they're doing um and now it's kind of on the tip of the tongue of a lot of analysts um uh fans and you know it's been it's been around for a while so it it, it, that's that sort of thing where um using data to your advantage isn't has, has never been a new thing um, you put front, you put smart guys in the front office and on the coaching staff and they'll, they'll, they'll use that. Okay. Um, yeah, absolutely. I have one more, we have, I have one more like serious question for you. Then we'll get into a little, a, a fun segment Then we'll let you get out of here for your interview. Will we see Johnny Stanton diving into the end zone, making fullbacks great again in Super Bowl? 2021 don't be <laughs> humble <laughs> i uh, i'm not being humble i'm being smart i cannot make any promises but that's the goal um you know that's that's any every every team's goal going into the year is, uh, is to make the super bowl and um i think if that if that's not if that's not what you have your eyes set on then um you know there's no point in playing yeah i'm sorry i had to ask you i hate that i had to do it <laughs> it's all good but i had to so um obviously you were in the in Berea to sign your contract i'm assuming i guess but did you meet any players or any other um like maybe andrew barry or people that you hadn't met like coach Stefanski when you were in there no unfortunately i didn't get to meet um meet many people i was in the facility so such a limited amount of time that everything i was you know i was kind of rushing everywhere um fortunately i did get to um connect with two of my former teammates one um uh, it was a UNLV uh, rebel with me, Robert Jackson, uh, cornerback. Okay. And then um, one of my teammates in my draft class over at uh, Minnesota Vikings, uh, Colby Gossett, um, the O-lineman. And I got to uh, send, him, send them a message, like, you know, letting them know that I'm excited to be their teammate again. And, you know, I'm excited to meet everybody once we get back in April. Yeah, uh, that's, I'm... Go ahead, John. Oh, sorry. Just the uh, Johnny, the uh, news broke today that uh, the Browns hired uh, his name is Drew Petzing as their uh, new tight end coach. Um, he comes from Minnesota as well. We're just curious if you do you know him at all? And can you if so, can you tell us anything about him? 
Uh, Drew is awesome. Uh, he's around. Um, he was around the offense a lot. I think he was a quarterback coach uh, over, over in Minnesota. And um, he's an extremely smart guy, really, uh, really involved with the, with the, um, you know, strategizing and, you know, offensive, um, you know, game plan that, that for that week. Uh, he's a great guy to be around. Awesome in the in the locker room and in the um, the meeting room. So I'm excited that I get to uh, be coached by him again. He said uh, they were his resume is impressive. I was reading online and uh, he, he he coached uh, defense in college. I mean, he's coached wide receivers, running back. He's coached just about everybody. Like it seems to be somewhat of a trend here with Stefanski is that he wants you know people around him that are you know not so much specialty you know coaches where they only oh i've only ever done one thing you know i've done uh instead they've done a few different things and um i mean that's that's got to be like incredibly more you know just way more helpful no no it, it absolutely is um you know for, for all the coaches that i've coached under have never just coached one position you know maybe maybe there's our specialty coaches like guys um, special teams coaches or um or quarterback coaches that kind of thing but uh having you know the more knowledge that you can have about the whole football field the better um i feel like i have a, a somewhat of an advantage having played multiple positions and i get to um i get to kind of be in the mind of of uh, different guys on the field in that way um the, the you know the more experience that you have at a lot of different areas i think uh, it can only give you an advantage yeah absolutely absolutely great. so johnny the most anticipated part. We have some fan questions, some listener questions for you. Um, you do not have to give very in-depth answers. They can be one word. They can you can talk about it a little bit, but these are going to be fun. No more, okay. no more. You don't have to think anymore. All right. But first one, John. I'll let you handle the first two since I'll do the third. Oh, gotcha. Uh, so, did you have a favorite NFL team growing up? Um, I was uh, my first my first NFL game I got to go to um, was uh, when my uncle was living in Denver was a was a Broncos game, and oh. for a while I, I rooted for the Broncos. Um, Oof. Past then, you know, <laughs> more recently in the last several years, I kind of just rooted for different guys that um, guys I knew or friends of mine were playing on. That's okay. awesome. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense if you're obviously in the league, around the league like that. So, um, but yeah. And then where did you actually grow up? Like, where were you born and raised? Uh, born and raised in Southern California. Oh, okay. What part of Southern California? Uh, between LA County and Orange County. Okay. Gotcha. Um, and then how about a favorite NFL player? Like when you were a kid, anybody that you just like, I had to have that guy's jersey or something like that? Um, I, I ended up going to, uh, going to the high, same high school as Carson Palmer. Um, Oof, and he was he was a guy that I looked up looked up to. Um, I know he was a kind of got his stripes under a, under the Bengals, but um, yeah, he's still a great and, quarterback. As, yeah, and you know I grew up a USC fan as well, so he um, he from going to my high school to over to USC and being a quarterback, he was an easy guy to root for. Oh hell, he gave us another reason to hate Pittsburgh, so that was all good. <laughs> That's for sure. So. <laughs> uh all right, John. This is my favorite. Johnny, this is my favorite question for you. So I, I, I saw a tweet. Coming. I saw a tweet that you're a Pokemon fan. So your favorite generation has to be the original 151. Am I right? Um, I see. I didn't. I didn't start with that. I got. I was a little bit late to the game. I was third generation. Um, okay. I was. Uh, uh, that's a great generation. Yes. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, I, I'll change it. Then who's your favorite Gen 3 Pokemon? 
Uh, Mudkip and Swampert are Gen 3, correct? Yes. Yes. Now, they're, they're, that's my favorite starter and favorite favorite over, overall Pokemon is, is Swampert. Right. Love right. the uh, loved the Mega Swampert evolution. Yeah, that was, that was a good game. But uh, anyway, I'll get out of that before I talk about that too much. <laughs> if, if you could have dinner with any person who's ever lived, who would it be? Oh, man. Um, I, I think you, you got to get the, the easy easy Jesus answer out of the way. Um, All right. All I right. have strong faith. And I think, but I think that's a, it's a little bit too easy of an answer to give. Um, that's a- I, uh, I, I feel like I've, I've thought about this question before, and I think the answer I, I thought about before was uh, Theodore Roosevelt, President Roosevelt, I think would be pretty okay. cool. Wow. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Especially since most yeah, people kinda, think of FDR first, so Teddy is that's yeah, interesting. Yeah, kind one. of a, like, you know, historic tough guy, that kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, so how about uh, inspirational people in your life, uh, you know, either when you were younger or now, like just people that stand out or someone you looked up to, stuff like that? Uh, you know, easy answer is my parents. Um, they uh, were self-made, really, you know, strong people in their faith and, you know, in their in their morals. They they raised me uh, in what I feel like was the right way. Um, easy people to look up to. Um, yeah, you know, I I had a lot of people close to me that I was was able to look up to. A very close family. Um, my papa, the the person I was named after, I'm John Richard Stanton the fourth, which you know, if <laughs> I think you guys might be the first people I've I've told told that to in Cleveland. Um, hopefully I can get IV on the back of my Jersey actually. Yeah, um, you got to do it. Absolutely. <laughs> they, um, my, my papa was a world war two pilot. And then, and then after that was a, um, wow. a, a, a judge in the city of long beach. Um, so he was, he was always an, an awesome person to, to hear stories from and to, to look up to when I was growing up. And unfortunately he passed away in 2009, but, um, he was a, he's a very, you know, huge part of our family. Wow. That's, uh, that's impressive. That's amazing. Wow. Very cool. Um, if you had to explain your love of football, uh, using only one word, what word would you choose? Um, <laughs> John, that's such a hard question. Now it is, isn't it? It is. We don't, we don't, we don't ask the, uh, the easy, Hey, it's time not to not think questions. We ask the tough ones here. Uh, I, I think the, the one thing I, I love most about football is adversity. Um, mm. and, uh, you know, there are going to be high days, there are going to be low days and living in the middle of those um, and finding comfort in it is, I, I think, where you find, you know, where you're really able to grow. Um, you know, when you're not having your championship moments, when you're not having your down in the dumps, you know, uh, losing streak moments is when you're where, where it really shows what kind of football player you are. And the more you can be between those peaks and valleys, um uh, that's where you find yourself and really figure out where, where your character is and uh, what kind of person you are. Absolutely. It's a great answer. That, that was way better than I would have came up with. <laughs> All right. This one should be an absolute softball. Marvel versus DC. Who DC. You got? What? what? <laughs> oh, wow. movies, no, movies easy to Marvel, but characters okay. DC. Okay. okay. Really? Was, DC yeah. characters. Interesting. Yes. How, how yeah. come? Why would you say that? Um, I think it's... Uh, different i think i don't know it, it's tough my favorite character has always been aquaman um mm. you know batman the dc yeah D- <laughs> <laughs> i've never been a surfer but you know he's he uh, <laughs> he's my favorite character batman's dc easy uh easy guy to kind of read about and some great books um i i feel like just when when i read when i read comics and stuff dc is what i what i lean towards no kidding right. that's interesting yeah, that's a really good answer i mean yeah 
reasoning. I was definitely going to say, think, thought he was going to pick Marvel, but I liked it. He didn't go with what we thought. So here are two questions I uh, got from Facebook that I thought were funny, but also think that they are they need to be answered. Who's stronger, you or John Carlos Stanton of the New York Yankees? <laughs> that dude's big. Uh, he's, he's a he's a big guy. Um, I think he's probably got about six or seven inches on me. But um, you know, I, I I'm able to you know a little bit closer to the ground. I'm able to probably get get a little bit better of a squat max. I don't know. He's got he's got those long uh, legs. Like, uh, yeah. it's, it's tough. You know, he's um he's a good athlete too. We'll, <laughs> we'll sponsor a lift off between the two of you. <laughs> and then this is uh, my last question for you. Then I think John's got one. But uh. <laughs> Are you the secret Viking that is referenced in Lizzo's Truth Hurts song? I wish. I wish she's the queen. But I can't say I am. Oh, man. man that sounds They're like unconfirmed. Yeah, I, we're going to go with it until we hear otherwise, for sure. I might reach out to TMZ and leak some news. <laughs> All right. The, uh, uh, yeah, last question, and then uh, we'll get you out of here. Um, so uh, are you a Star Wars guy, Johnny? Sure. Sure. Okay. Yoda is the greatest Jedi of all time. I think that's pretty much, you know, standard. But who's second best? Luke. Wow. I mean, Ray I... Ray and over Obi-Wan? Well, easy. Yeah, I mean, Ray is awesome. She doesn't have the, the history that Luke has. Uh, Obi-Wan's awesome. Yeah. I wish I knew more about the Star Wars, like, you know, extended universe and all that. I, I watch the movies. Um, I would love to be able to, you know, start watching the TV shows. But uh, there's a whole lot more people who are way more in tune with that than I do. But, uh, I mean, I, I think that, you know, you say the Yoda is an easy answer for number one. Uh, I think a lot of people would say Luke, but, um, mm. but no, it's, it's, uh, I I'd say that probably, probably one and two interchangeable between Yoda and Luke. Yeah, that's probably true. I think I just kind of slid Yoda in that top slot. Just, so, you know, <laughs> but yeah, that's a good, you're one, obsessed so. with the baby Yoda right now, John, we know it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Who is not <laughs> cute kid, but, uh, man, I think that's all we got for you, Johnny. It was, uh, we really appreciate you coming on, and uh, if, not if, when you get that first touchdown, we'll uh, be repping Stanton IV jerseys in the dog pound. I love it. Thank you so much. Yeah, Johnny, yeah, no, thanks a lot, man. Really appreciate it. This is uh, such a treat to get to talk to somebody like who's actually in the league and just has this kind of knowledge and uh, just kind enough to share your time with us. So thank you. Really appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me on.